Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. That's a. Oh, hi. Good morning. I'm or afternoon. Whenever you're listening. Whenever you're listening. I'm Justin Barney from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. And we are Cinnabuds. Oh, boy. This week, we are talking about the movie The Mustang. You think riding horses can change anything? I'm not who I used to be. Why are you here? I just need you to sign this. How long have you been in prison? 12 years. Mustang is a... Based on a true story about the uh, Wild Horse Inmate Program, uh, about a gentleman who's in prison and he gets the opportunity within prison uh, to uh, break wild horses, train wild horses that will then be auctioned off to like police forces and other things. Um, So it's his story. It's about how he got in there and how he's, but it's mostly about him dealing with himself in prison and kind of learning a bit about himself through this rehabilitation program. And the interesting thing about it for me is that I went into it thinking it's called the Mustang. The poster is like with his, he's got his head on the horse's mm-hmm. head. And it's like all those Disney esque films about like, Oh, I'm learning, learning about myself through an animal. And it's all very uplifting and sweet. This one is a much grittier version of that. It is sweet there. And they do learn about themselves. Yeah. But it has some realism and some grit to it. I was describing to my friend, and I was like, it, it, it's this story about this guy who goes through this rehabilitation program uh, with horses, and then it's about him being rehabilitated and what he learns from it. And I was like, it sounds a lot more like a Disney movie than it actually is. Yeah. And I was, I was having trouble. I was like, on paper, it is this thing. But in reality, the movie itself is very incremental. You know, there there isn't a lot of dialogue. The point of talking and working with horses is that they are not humans. Yeah. <laughs> and that you can't just yell at them. Yeah. And though he does. Though he does. <laughs> though he does. And so just by the nature of it being but I mean, largely about, you know, humans working with horses, there it's it's uh it's visual and physical rather than um, a lot of dialogue. Then a lot of yeah. dialogue. It's a quieter and more like thoughtfully paced film. I, not slow at all. I not call slow, it slow at all, but like well paced. I quiet. I thought that it was excellent. I did too. I really liked it. I I thought that it would it did a really great job of building a character, mm. which is a very hard thing to do. And through the movie and through these incremental moments, by the end. I, I really, I felt it in a way that was very real. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I love movies that can say a lot without verbally saying a lot. Oh yeah. And this does it in space. And uh, it stars Matthias Schoenertz, who's a, a Dutch, I want to say Dutch actor. Belgian. Belgian. Yeah. So <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> you told me. <laughs> I know. That's weird. Uh, he's a Belgian actor. He's he was in Rust and Bone. Uh, he was in the Danish Girl. He's uh, a bigger splash. He's a he's a real heartthrob lately, um, but he's doing more thoughtful films than like you know like a, a Robbie Pats. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he and I've seen him do this in other films. He can say a lot with his face, with even though his face doesn't seem to be moving. 
Yeah. And my favorite part, upon reflection, my favorite part of the film, the very beginning when you meet him, he's talking to a counselor in prison. And all you, you don't even see his face yet. You just hear him breathing through his nose. Yes, you do. And at first I was like, what is the point of this? It's I know. And I was awkward. so frustrated with him. I was like, just talk, dude. Yeah, he won't talk. And you can just into the microphone, like you can hear him breathing. Yes. And then later on, as he's working with the horses and you hear the horses, just, they just like, pushing air through their nose. That's how, you know, they're expressing themselves. Work. Yeah, it's how horses work. It's how a lot of living things work, to be honest. <laughs> if you have a nose, I push air through it. <laughs> But I was like, oh, that really connects. It's like a subtle connection to him and the horse and their communication. I didn't put that together. They don't talk. Just now? <laughs> oh, well, I'm very, very smart, <laughs> as everyone says. Uh, <laughs> um, but I was like, that's a really subtle and kind of sweet way to make that connection early on. Mm. Um, but in that kind of, the, the movie is full of that kind of stuff. Where, But it's not a – and don't be put off by like saying oh, it's quiet, it's, it's slower paced. There's a lot going on in this movie. For and sure. the actors, uh, there's a great, uh, Bruce Dern is in it. Bruce um, Dern is So there's certainly incredible in it. actors that do a great job. So the Mustang is about life in prison. It's yep. about rehabilitation and becoming a better person through this program. I thought that it was excellent. Yeah. You? I, I thought it was wonderful. It was, uh, I went into it with, honestly... A little like, oh, I got to see this horse movie. And I was really, really surprised at how great it was. Yeah, it's a movie that is not going to be in theaters, I think, for very long because, um, you it's know. It's not, not the biggest movie, but it's, didn't get the it's biggest release. Out there. Yeah. But you should see it yeah. if you can. It is The Mustang. It's got horses in it. It's got horses. In the long form, when we come back, we're going to be talking more Mustang and uh, uh, coming attractions. Oh, okay. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film, offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at associatedbank.com slash mkefilm. Member FDIC. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Steinhoffel's Furniture, fourth-generation family-owned furniture and mattress retailer serving southeastern Wisconsin since 1934. Steinhoffels offers leather and upholstery, dining and bedroom furniture, plus fireplaces and mattresses. Online shopping at steinhoffels.com. Okay. Yeah. We are back. We are. We are back with the Mustang. Um, I did want to point out um, something I loved that I discovered about this movie. So the the director, uh, her name is Laura de Clermont-Tonnerre. Mm-hmm. And it's her first feature film, but I I didn't know anything about the director. I didn't look it up till after I'd seen it, and it fits into this my favorite little of uh, genre that I've been enjoying the last few years, which is uh, female directors doing typically masculine films. Yeah, for sure. And I read about how uh, she kind of had to insert herself into this prison system. Uh, to kind of learn about the program uh, and everything. And she said, typically, that would be kind of a terrifying experience. Sure. But she said, uh, she said, and and the prisoners said that she talked to, able to open up to her in ways that they didn't feel comfortable opening up to people otherwise. Sure. So it has that kind of sensitivity to it where she was able to learn more because of her position uh, in this film, I, lo- I love it. And you can tell because totally. there's a sensitivity in this movie that's all about men in prison and men and horses. It's all very uh-huh. typical 
you know, dude things. Uh, but, uh, but it really has the, that a different tone to it than you would, you would normally get from something like that. I, I felt that it, it handled life in prison in, um, in a way that didn't dramatize life in prison. Yeah. It didn't like, it didn't do anything those things that a lot of movies that are about prison really want to do. There is a moment where, and I was like, he's in prison. There's got to be a moment where they say why he's in prison. Yeah. You know, and I was like, wow, are they really going to go through this whole movie without saying it? I was right, like, that yeah. would be super impressive <laughs> if they went out and yeah. and did it. And they do, they do kind of like explain why he is there, which I was like, they could have done without. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I'm glad that they did. And you're, you're kind of, of wondering too. Uh, for me, there was this moment in the movie that I felt really deeply where they're going through this, they're, they're like talking to the inmates and they say, how, how long was oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Between you thought, between thinking about doing the action and doing the action mm -hmm. and then how long have you been here? Yeah. And for each person, they would ask the question, right. you know? how long between the thought and the action and the crime. Yeah. And it was like a second, yeah. a second, a 10 seconds. Second. One guy goes 22 seconds, which was kind of funny. And uh, yeah, <laughs> very specific. And then like how long you hear is like 14 years, 12 yeah. years, 20 years. And it, that really, for me, that just like put into perspective yeah. that like, wow, that is, I never thought of that. A split second decision affects your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. It was really well done. And then when he does confess, or not confess, but when he does kind of talk about what he did, it was it was integral to the story between him and his daughter. Yes. So it at wasn't least done it, in a way that yeah, was wasn't like just flagrant. Out. Right. And there's a whole there is a subplot about what happens to him in prison and there are gangs in prison just like everywhere and and how he has to get in, he's forced to kind of be involved. Mm -hmm. So there is that drama of that prison story, but again, it's it's dealt with it, it makes sense to the story. I mean, it, first of all, it was his story. It's right. a true story. Right. But it's not It's not like Oz, like the HBO show Oz, where it's just everything's heightened. It's kind of like a, they go through it and he deals with it in ways. They're dramatic, but they're not overly dramatic. And you see, like you were saying, how in the opening scene you just hear him breathing. Yeah. And you, like, it. the movie does a great job of showing how this therapy is working on him. Yeah. You know, he... He is closed off. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. He literally doesn't say a word. Yeah. You know, because he's so, he, he like just can't access or isn't letting himself right. kind of deal with his own issues here. And then in, in this uh, rehabilitation program with the horses, there is like this scene where he's trying to touch the horse yeah. and he is trying to earn the horse's trust and he's getting so frustrated yeah. because this horse won't let him approach the horse and he is like he turns around and he like shakes the bars yeah. and he you just see that that all of this pent up frustration that it's not going to work and yeah. the only thing that's going to work is for him to be patient and for him to calm down right and for uh to like open up and let like let this horse trust him yeah and uh, you see that in his personality too where he learns patience mm -hmm. 
and he learns discipline and he learns how to tackle his own issues. He goes from literally fighting a horse. Yes. Don't punch a horse, guys. This is one one thing I learned from this film. Yes. Don't punch a horse. Yes. Uh, But he goes from literally screaming and hitting this horse um, to uh, bonding with it, talking quietly to it, you know, uh, hugging it. Essentially, there's scenes where they develop Uh a this bond and it's so sweet and then there's a moment which very subtly because he's a somber man you see him smile even once Mm -hmm. and i remember thinking like 20 minutes before that i'm like god please smile once in this movie it'll make me feel so good yeah and it did (laughs) yeah so the mustang yeah it is a surprise it's a really surprisingly impressive film. I don't know why I keep saying it's surprising. I genuinely think it's because the marketing of it and the poster I give you a vibe anything. that I think is intended to bring in those audiences from those Disney feel good, like Black Stallion type of movies. Mm-hmm. But so it's like subtle marketing thing. But it's a it's a quality, artful biopic of this really sensitive story. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Mustang. Go see it. So let's talk about coming attractions this week. Kind of like the biggest news in movies was mm. the Star Wars trailer. Now, I have not heard of this film, <laughs> but I have a couple of friends who seem to be into it. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now, but this is your fight. Yes, the new Star Wars trailer is out. Everyone is talking about it. Um... Well, first off, where do you stand on Star Wars, and then what did you think of the trailer? Um, I'm a I'm a moderate Star Wars fan. I, I think I've seen them. I mean, I've definitely seen them all, uh, even Solo, which everyone said was bad, and I thought it was fine. I thought I liked Solo. Yeah, it was fine. My favorite was Rogue One. I loved Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, that was good. But I'm I'm kind of in the same place. I I'm in the middle on Star Wars. I see everyone in the theater yeah the we know the week like, that it comes out it's like game it's of thrones event. i'm not a super fan but i will watch them all i do enjoy them yeah um and the new trailer looked really good i like that i mean having grown up with the films i like that those characters from my childhood are in this but just as oldies yeah um i think the i think uh billy d williams i saw him in yeah there. he was so he's gonna be there that's really cool I did have one big issue with this. Oh, what is it? The the like the final line of the trailer yeah. is no one's ever really gone. It was like oh. how it ends is like no one's ever really gone. And I saw that and I was just like, this encapsulates my entire frustration with this franchise and every single franchise oh, that's being made no right one, now. Because everyone because, comes back to life. Because everyone comes back to life. <laughs> yeah. And it's like uh, I just saw that and I was like, that is every one of these movies is sets you up to yeah. be like, no, this person's gone. How do they, you know, yeah. kill this character and to, to make you feel bad. And then the next movie is built to make you be yeah. glad that they're back. Right. And uh, Com- comic books that. are so much worse than movies about this, but it's probably just because they come out more frequently. Yeah. But um, they're constantly killing off like a major superhero or whatever yes. and then a different uh different timeline or different universe has them out or they just bring them back to life through magic so yeah it's annoying i like it i'm always impressed when someone just takes a hard line like nope they're dead now they're dead <laughs> and we'll we'll and see that in avengers endgame it. we're seeing we're seeing endgame next week they're for sure all gonna come back 
Because they're going to reverse the thing. I, that's just my guess. I I think that there are going to be some people that there they, might be some. some people that they kill. It's just so that curmudgeons like me aren't they're like, all oh, be, they bring them all back. My guess is they're going to be minor characters. Because they got rid they of. They might kill a couple. They major killed ones. off Gamora in that in the last one, but not within the you know the final yeah. act thing, and she died for real. So supposedly. She should be dead, but she's sort of a minor character. I mean, compared to the rest of the yeah. universe. So, yeah, I know. I don't like that either. And I remember, was it the first Star I don't know. Was the first Star Wars or maybe it was the um, the one with the Ewoks? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the end, you, they look up in the trees or you look and you see the ghosts of all the people who died. Like, yeah. we're dead, but we're not really. We're all hanging out yep. together. Everyone's yeah. alive all the time. Yeah, that happens a So lot. I, I feel like I'm going into... Avengers Endgame with my arms crossed a little bit, and yeah. also the new Star Wars movie with my arms crossed. Yeah. I don't want to go in like that, but yeah. hey. if it's good, it'll uh, it'll beast. counteract yeah your curmudgeonisms. Yeah. Okay, uh, another film that's coming out that I'm excited about is High Life. High Life, which is uh, a sci uh, arty sci-fi movie, which I think we're both fans of arty sci-fi. Yes, we yeah. saw. Climax and uh, oh, yeah. saw it for the trailer for Climax yeah. and I was like dang this movie looks weird yeah it does look <laughs> and I am here for it they also have a really cool spaceship that just looks like uh, a shipping container home yeah which I am all on board for but it's got Robert Pattinson and a few other and Andre uh, Andre 3000 yeah. uh, 2000 I know I genuinely 4000 I paused yes, Andre like, 3000 5000 <laughs> how old is he how now how many thousands 5, are there yeah He's getting up there. Uh, but, yeah, it's a really interesting, arty sci-fi movie from Claire Denis, who's typically done all these, like, um, uh, French, very quiet, mm-hmm. uh, arty, you know, uh, slice-of-life films. And now she's doing I, – I like it when a director goes outside of their canon and does a new thing. So I think it could be really interesting. I think that would be good, too. Also, in May, uh, Godzilla is coming out. What? I, I feel like – Godzilla gets a pass on the franchise because Godzilla is like the original franchise. Yeah. You know? (laughs) So it's like, oh, it just makes sense that they do a Godzilla movie every single year. And I like that we've gotten to the point where like Godzilla is our friend. Godzilla is like defender of the earth. Misunderstood. I love a misunderstood giant. Oh, yeah. Me too. And there's a movie apparently called Shin. I want to say Shin Godzilla or Godzilla Shin. Came out not too long ago, but people really like that one. And I think it missed my radar completely. Oh, maybe. So I need to go back too. and watch that and then see this one too. Let's see what else is coming. There's out. been some great ones and there's been some really terrible ones. It'll be interesting to see. Under the Silver Lake is coming out, which we had put on the radar last year. Yeah, we really wanted to see it. And it is a, one of those cursed movies where it just keeps getting pushed and changed and, and always makes the public nervous when this happens because. We wonder why. Like, is it terrible? People are taking their names off it. They don't want to release it. Mm-hmm. So now it's, I want to see it, but not, my, my expectations are a bit lower. John Wick Chapter 3 is coming out. I do love a good John Wick movie. I've never seen the, I didn't see the first They're one. really fun. That's, that is what I've heard. I've heard that the action is like actual, like. Action's impressive. It's, I mean, it's all, it's, I mean, it's kind of a nice little mythology they have in the, in the John Wick movies. Mm-hmm. This kind of cult uh, not cult, but culture of assassins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's this great assassins hotel featured in it where it's like, no, oh. no, that's a, like a safe space. Okay. Um, 
it's really entertaining. They're silly, but they're big and their action's fantastic. Speaking of really entertaining, Aladdin is coming out at the oh, end of the month. Oh boy. At the oh end boy, of boy. May. I can't wait to see Aladdin. It's going to be so I can't wait bad. to have my entire childhood so ruined terrible. in one fell swoop. To wrap up, lots of movies out there. Yes. Uh, Cinebuds is produced by Tyrone Miller. DJ Bizon. We get handcrafted sonic. Yes. Crafted things. Inspirations. Inspirations from License Lab. A great laboratory. Uh, we also are sponsored by the delightful Associated Bank. Mm-hmm. And the charming Steinhoffels. You're doing very good. You missed a key. No, one. I got it. Okay. I was saving that one up. Ah. And the theme song yes. is done by the one and only Brett Newski. Brett Newski. The news. Yeah, you get to do it. Uh-huh. Also, we would like to thank all the members of 89 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. Wow. You did it. And that is, and uh, Cinebuds can be listened to. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. Wow. Good job, K. Polly. I'm a big kid. I'm a big kid. All right. Next week, we're talking about Missing Link. The new, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Next week, we're talking about Missing Link. Uh, New animated film from Leica Studios, the creators of Paranorman, Coraline, Kubo and Two Strings, and Box Trolls. Uh, Love me some Box Trolls. Me too. My favorite kind of troll. Mine is bridge troll. <laughs> bridge troll? You know what? How can you underrate bridge well, troll? Well, they eat a few too many goats for my <laughs> right, for my right, taste. Right, right. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks, 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 thanks.